and welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. Elaine's Kitchen Table is a podcast show to inspire, equip, and empower women and moms through lessons learned off the kitchen table about business and parenting and life so that we can be that person we want our children to grow up to be. Now, these lessons come from experiences, our own, and those of our awesome interviewees about lessons they have learned and have been passed on from those they admire so that we all can realize we aren't going through any of this on our own, but we can grab a nugget or a eureka moment that we can take and be inspired in our own life and in business. So today is part three of our journey to the den. And when I say the den, I mean Dragon's Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank. And with us today is Ron Como, my business partner and husband. Greetings. (laughs) He is a man of many words. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. (laughs) Well, we have had quite the journey and it's not over. We're still on our journey with our dragon partners. Now, after the den, that means that last moment when we were in that studio, that TV studio in Toronto, filming Dragon's Den on the ninth floor of the CBC building. That was an amazing, amazing experience um, as we taped at 630 in the morning and left with in uh, setting a bidding war between all five dragons. I'm doing a quick recap here. And we did choose two of those amazing dragons to be our partners. And who were they, Ronald? They were Mr. Boston Pizza, Jim Treliving, and Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, so people often ask us, so what happened after that? And so, yeah, basically they, they're probably guessing... So you went into a little room, you signed the deal that you shook hands on, so your deal's done, and then it probably went on TV that night or the next day or something like that, right? So your deal's done, it's on TV, moving on. Yes, well, most people think we've moved on to a yacht, (laughs) (laughs) onto a big ship where people are fanning us and serving us caviar and that our work is done. That is not the case. Oh, dear, no, it's very funny. People say, oh, Elaine, we know that, you know, you... You used to work at, at your kitchen table till three in the morning, but now that you've got it on Dragon's Den, you probably can sleep. And it was funny because people were asking me this like maybe three, six weeks after it aired. And uh, I said, well, I'm not going to bed at three. I'm actually going to bed at 5 a.m. because we're that much more busy. And it was a little crazy. I would say probably for a good month and a half or two, I was actually going to bed around four or five in the morning with three little children. So quite fun, very different than a yacht. (laughs) But right after the den. So when does it actually go on TV? How does this, can you tell the people how the the taping works? So when we were at the taping of the show, the producers had informed us that just because you're invited to the taping of the show does not mean that it will air. And uh, they said there's about 260 uh, pitchers come to be invited to pitch in front of the dragons. And then probably about 180 of them will air. 
and then you sign your life away because they own all the footage of the filming the taping and you you read the contract it says it could be used to uh i guess <laughs> and destroy you <laughs> yes it could be used to uh destroy your reputation or or that of your business and uh, it's not quite worded like that but that's the gist of it and then you just sign it and say sure let's do this which we did and so we were really blessed that it did not go that way and um, as as many people know that um, often people go on the show for the exposure not necessarily to get a deal but the exposure is very amazing and absolutely priceless and they told us if we do air, they would let us know about a week ahead of time so that you could prepare and get a, the family together and get all your friends together to watch. And that's quite frightful because, you know, you, you tape the show and they, they told us you have anywhere between 5 to 45 minutes in front of the dragons. And we actually were in front of the five investors for about 48 minutes. And we, we all know that's not what they show on television. No one gets the 48 minutes of the show but it can be anywhere from seconds that they show on the show to, well, we, we got just under 10 minutes, which was a huge, awesome, awesome uh, opportunity of exposure for 10 minutes on television with a commercial break in between. And you can absolutely find our episode on uh, CBC Dragon's Den uh, Easy Daisies or find our website at www.easydaisies.com. And you'll see our episode there. Or you can just check out the show notes at elaineskitchentable.com slash 013. Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, so we didn't know what was going to happen, but we really, really would like for it to air. I remember I was thinking, oh, I really hope it airs. And the hard part, of course, is you. we, uh, we did get that deal with the two dragons, and then we... We got whisked away after the pitch to um, sign documents of uh, confidentiality, and we weren't allowed to talk about our our experience in that um, studio for four years, is what the contract said. So that was really hard. How long has it been? <laughs> it's been four years. A little over four years. <laughs> so we can talk about it now. It's funny, because we did air, and we were able to talk about it then. But what was really hard is you had to go home and not talk about your experience, whether you got a deal and who you got a deal with. And you know those parents of ours were going to stare at <laughs> us and, and break us. <laughs> and I, I, I thought I asked you the question before of how long it takes to get on the air. It's usually like five. It could be anywhere from five to 12 months after you tape till it goes on the air because they're actually taping before the season starts. That's right. We taped in April for the season that started in uh, the end of September of that year. And then you would just wait to see if it would happen. So from April to September, there was, it was a crazy anticipation of of not knowing. And, and the season goes until March. So you could be one of the last episodes to air if you get to air. And we actually did get a call about uh, two months before our airing um, because we're out in Vancouver and the producers called saying that uh, the Dragons were coming out to Vancouver for an event and they wanted to invite me as part of uh, 
the event because it was going to be a Q&A session and I was going to be on the panel with Bruce Croxon and Jim True Living at uh, SFU, uh, a university, a business school. And I was honored and I said, absolutely. And she said, well, actually she was, I shouldn't be telling you this because we don't normally tell people when they're gonna air, but you're actually airing. And I'm like, what? And we were so excited, it was crazy. And so then uh, we, we were told to plan an airing party and to get a press release out that uh, we were going to be airing. And it was quite, quite crazy. Do you want to add to this, Ron? Well, we didn't want to give anything away as to uh, if we got a deal or who we got a deal with, but we booked a party at Boston Pizza. <laughs> yes, we did. Because <laughs> we had like... I've, 80 friends. 70 or 80 people, friends and family, all loyal supporters. A lot of the people who had sat there and, and listened and critiqued your pitch before going on the show, too. We invited all those people to be part of the viewing. Yes. And uh, it was really hard because we could not talk about it. And, uh, and you know, people are always waiting for us to crack. <laughs> and I'm pretty impressed we didn't say anything. But you're, you're right, we did bucket at Boston Pizza. Well, it, it wouldn't have been a very uh, appropriate for us to have it anywhere else, I think. Well, yes, given what we knew. And the crazy thing was the show plays, obviously it's a national TV show, Shark Tank, same thing. So it plays in several time zones. And there's actually, there's the, what is there, four major time zones in the U.S., but there's five and a half in Canada. Yes, and, and uh, before this, evening our producers told us to monitor our website traffic and so we had all that set up we actually called our our host provider and gave them a warning that uh, something might happen so that our we just wanted to give them a heads up so that our website would not crash because we we wanted to make sure everything would run smoothly and it was quite busy because uh, we had a lot of media interviews from radio to uh, local papers, and that was a uh, that was awesome and a huge blessing. And um, we started monitoring that website. And what were you going to say, Ron, about the time zones? Well, we were we were busy, you know, being nervous about the show going on the air and getting ready, but we knew that it would air in the Atlantic time zone first, which was four hours ahead of us where we are in the Pacific time zone. So that's at 4 p.m. our time is 8 p.m. their time. And anyway, we started to see the uh, all the visitors pile in. And then the next time zone over is the Eastern time zone, which is where the biggest population of Canada is. That's uh, Ontario and Quebec. And at that point, all of a sudden, boom, we were getting, we counted 12 visitors per second on average were hitting the site while the segment was on. Which that I don't know, crazy. I don't know if people were, I mean, this was, 2011, a lot of people had smartphones by then, but if they're running to their computer, they got a laptop with them. It's like not after the segment, but during the segment, huge amounts of traffic. And what I loved is we saw orders pouring in as it hit each province. And that was really exciting to see. And I, I just was, it was crazy. And our phone kept ringing because we had friends from uh, the Eastern provinces calling us, congratulating us. And Facebook was going crazy as well. And it was a, a really overwhelming blessing. And we were excited. We tried not to look at media too much because um, 
our party was going to be three or four hours after it started airing. And so that was exciting. And I remember sitting in the car at Boston Pizza doing a radio interview before I could step into the restaurant. So definitely the exposure that uh, being on Dragon's Den provides is priceless. Yep, it's everything that they say it is. And that's why some people go on to the show just for the exposure, and it's actually a good strategy because it's it's uh, one of the most popular shows in the country. And Shark Tank is quickly growing in popularity in the United States too. Yes, and part of the thing that um, part of the contract that you sign when you get a deal on the den is a, a no shop clause, and what that means is after or when you air the exposure that is given to you will generate a lot of attention and you will get offers most likely from other investors and you are not allowed to proceed with any of those for a period of time Mm -hmm. yeah a certain number of months i don't remember but we didn't we weren't going to entertain any of those anyway but people do come out of the woodwork that's part of the exposure is you know people say i'll be your dragon i'll give you a better deal and it's you know people that you don't know at all uh so maybe it wouldn't be wise to go with them anyway but uh yeah, it does happen. People try to snatch deals from out of the dragon's claws. But we did get a, 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 a lot of attention and very unique attention <laughs> <laughs> from illustrators of books offering to draw our family and part of a, a children's book to several angel investors who wanted to step up and said, let me do this. I can get you in any store and I can... I can give you that money. I can name you name a store, and we'll get you in there. Mm-hmm. The uh, and it seems one thing we've learned over the years is the more specific the promise, the generally the less likely it is to come true. Now we aired in episode three of season six, so it was quite early in the season, and we actually were still in the process of due diligence at that point. But um, we were moving far ahead enough that we knew that it was actually going to happen. And statistics will show you that less than, it's a crazy amount, I think it's about less than 5% of the deals that you see happen on air actually happen. Because there are handshake deals that happen on air, and then you actually go through that due diligence of lawyers and accountants. Well, maybe we should explain due diligence because I know a lot of people think you shake hands on the show, you sign a piece of paper and it's done. But really, as we mentioned before, neither of us, neither the inve- the uh, people going on the show or the investors know each other, know anything. Of, of, well, we know a bit about them. They don't know anything about us. They don't know any of our numbers. They don't know if what we say is true. So due diligence means checking to see if what you said is true and also checking your books, checking your numbers. So basically, what when you make a handshake, it's based on a whole bunch of assumptions on what you've said, and due diligence is, uh, is making sure that that's all true. And we've heard that a lot of times, you know, that people will inflate their numbers in order to, to get attention and, uh, or make, make promises or exaggerations uh, just in order to get the deal, and then of course, it's gonna fall through later when that comes to light. So anyway, we went through a, a period of due diligence and we actually heard that once we did get a, a deal, 
um, which we did sign the deal with both of both the investors that we that we shook hands with on the show that we were the first one deal to close for that season and even though that was only what was it four months later yes it seemed like an eternity it did and we were told that uh, due diligence usually takes about uh, 15 months and we were done ours in five months because easy daisies was a simple easy company and literally off our kitchen table and everything we had was very clear and black and white and there was nothing nothing scary or hidden and and it was crazy we were that first deal to sign through and then we did sign that deal. Ron, do you remember the date? Well, I believe, I could be off by one day, but I believe it was December 16th of that year. Right, yes, it was very exciting, very exciting. And then we were asked to do an update episode and we're like, yeah! <laughs> and more exposure and it was free and that was awesome. Dragon's Den rocks. And so we were asked to come out and and film this update episode where Jim and Kevin were going to sign that check to us. And uh, we did film that that update episode, and it aired, I think, at the end of that season. Mm-hmm. And it's very cute. You can also find that on our website and also on CPC Dragon's Den website. Or you can just go to... The show notes at elaineskitchentable.com slash 013. And then after that, last season, we got a phone call from the producers, and they said that Ford, uh, the car company, is one of Dragon's Den's show sponsors. Ford had chosen nine companies they thought exemplified their four pillars of success. And they chose Easy Daisies as one of those companies, and we were so excited. I did not win a car, but that's okay. We were offered two 30-second segments of commercial time during primetime television, and they told us that was worth more than a car, and we were so excited. And so we got to be on Dragon's Den for a third time, and that was fantastic. And you can also find that on those websites that we stated earlier. So Dragon's Den is an awesome awesome opportunity to have that exposure but even more important it's an awesome opportunity to learn about business whether you're watching it or preparing to pitch yourself to anyone watching that show gives you so many ideas of what to do right and what to do wrong and actually auditioning for the show is probably the best business 101 crash course ever because you're gonna have to get those numbers in those ducks in a row you're going to have to know what your valuation is. You want to have a business plan. And you want to be able to say what your business is in 60 seconds and nail it. Yeah, I recently read an article. It was about Shark Tank in a, in a major national American magazine. And there was a sidebar to the article. And basically, the journalist was saying, ah, you shouldn't really do it because hardly anyone makes it. And if you make it, hardly anyone gets a deal. So ah, it's not really worth it. And I'm thinking to myself, that this journalist really doesn't know what they're talking about because what's the worst thing that can happen is that you don't get on air, you don't get a deal, but what you spent your time doing, and actually they had said, yeah, you could spend your time better just working on your business instead of trying to get on this TV show. But what you actually spent your time doing was getting to know your numbers and uh, and memorizing them and making them, making them sharper and getting to perfect your pitch 
two things which will do you very well in business, regardless of whether you take them on a TV show or not. But the exposure doesn't stop there. Having Dragon Partners is amazing. Our partners are, are more silent partners because Easy Daisies is a, a small company. But I appreciate Jim and Kevin so very much. And uh, and I never know when they're going to talk about Easy Daisies, but I'll find out because people tell me that they just saw Jim talk about Easy Daisies on Financial Post or Kevin O'Leary on the news. And Jim kindly talked about Easy Daisies in his book called Decisions. And Mr. O'Leary uh, had me interviewed for his book called Family, Kids, and Money. Great books. And I highly recommend both books as a, a good business read. They're quick reads and you learn way, way so much. <laughs> it's way so much a word. I think so. And we'll link to those in the show notes as well. So that so far is the after the den and our journey continues and yeah we were supposed to talk about what it's like having dragon partners but I think we've gone a bit long so we might have to do a different episode for that they're great yeah. <laughs> but I did want to touch on like people you've you know you've done the thing you've been on the dragon's den and people come up to you and they still talk to you about it all the time years later and they'll say, wow, you're so lucky that you got on this national TV show and, and it made your business. And, and then you'll say, well, do you want to go on the show? And they'll say, no way. Like either they'll say, I'm too scared to do it or I don't even have a business or something like that. And you're like, well, it's not like, it's not like the lottery where you just, they pick you and build a business for you. You have to actually have a business to go on there. So that's the first thing. Uh, and then you got to have the, the guts to do it as well. And it's all that hard work that you do to start your business up before you get there that's going to ensure your success afterwards, not just being on a TV show that does it for you. Yeah, I think you actually work harder after the show, actually. <laughs> and it, it doesn't stop. People do come up and say, oh, did, did uh, Jim and Kevin get you in in that bookstore or in Staples? And I actually say, no, I, I, I did the research and found out who the buyers were, and, and then I persevered and, and was persistent. I actually guessed at some emails, and... And a lot of prayer and faith went into it too, though. And got those appointments and flew myself out and and had those meetings and got easy daisies into those stores. But I will say that the credibility of having Jim and Kevin as partners is, is a huge asset. Absolutely. And since I really want you to go to the show notes, uh, if you do go to elaineskitchentable.com, slash 013 and if you're at all interested in in getting yourself onto either dragon's den or shark tank or another one of the uh, many business reality tv shows that have popped up thanks to the success of these shows uh we are going to have a special document there for you that elaine has prepared with uh, i think it was 11 tips you said uh of how to get yourself onto one of these shows that's right awesome uh, free information for you and I would be so honored to hear from you. So do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. And I would be so very honored if you could take a, a moment and rate Easy Daisy, oh goodness, not Easy Daisy's, Elaine's Kitchen Table on iTunes. And I, I love to hear from you and to learn from you. So I do appreciate you listening to our podcast and we are learning as we go and as we grow 
and so please do leave a comment and a rating and if you do i would be so honored to thank you on our next podcast and it just makes a huge difference for us on itunes so thank you so much for your support goodbye